Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Bankhead. I'm doing this podcast today on behalf of Five Steps to Reinvent Your Life. I've been writing a book for the last few years called Five Steps to Reinvent Your Life that has helped my life exponentially. It has changed every aspect of my life, who I was, who I thought I was, who I thought I was becoming, uh, put me back on direction, gave me course. Before I had no course. Before, <laughs> sorry. Before I had no course. I had no direction. You know, my life was confused. It wasn't simplified. I believe that when you have a purpose and it gives you your direction, and when you have direction, it simplifies your life. These five steps do exactly that. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to bring this podcast to you because I want to use that as a platform, hopefully, to get enough audience out there that I could become a public speaker so I can have a career of helping people change their lives into becoming something they always knew they could but had no idea what direction to take or how to put the, the action behind their idea. I'm a firm believer that an idea will always remain a daydream without the right amount of action behind it. When you put that right, action, right amount of action behind it, it just doesn't mean going out there and looking and searching. It means knowing, having a plan, having it written down, knowing what you want to do with your life, like setting your goals down. It doesn't mean you know a six-month goal or your goal or a 30-day 30, 30 goal. Your goals, if you want to achieve any goal in life, you have to do it on the, on the daily, in the rise. In the morning when the sun comes up in the morning, when it rises up over the mountains, if you live in a mountainous area like I do, like Salt Lake City, the most beautiful valley in the world, or you live in the plains like Williston, North Dakota, <laughs> North Dakota, which I've lived, which is a beautiful place, rather desolate, but the horizon goes from, from to the, all the way to the north, all the way to the south. It's a beautiful place. No matter where your rise begins, if you start to rise with the five steps to reinvent your life and apply it in the daily in your life, you will see changes taking shape that have always been there. You just were too blind to see because... Your mind was clouded from indecision making, past failures, not admitting your wrongs, and getting you back on track. So what I'd like to do, I'm going to talk about the five steps. What I'm going to do today is talk about the contents of the five steps, and then we're going to discuss the introduction to five steps to give you an idea about you know, where, the, where this is going to take you, and so that's the information inside the book. So the first in the content is, is introduction. You know, where does meditation come from? What is meditation? Pre- and post-birth meditation. Why meditate? And step one is consists of the Tao to sustainable meditation. A lot of people know about meditation. They say they hear about it, and today it's become a household name. It's in our, in our daily practice. Everywhere we go, people are doing yoga, meditation, something spiritual, something spiritual lifting. And the best, the best thing about it is it's intuitive. It's instinctive. It's natural. It's a part of our inheritance from the universe. We're born with it. You learn, I teach you how to prepare for meditation. I teach you how to meditate. Following the breath, you know, what are the mantras and how to use them? Awakening your kundalini. This is the eight enlightenments and the eight enlightened energy gates and their definitions. It's a visual order of the eight energy gates. The seven main chakras and their meanings. Positive sensory rich visualization, self healing through meditation, and putting it out there. Once you understand how to channel your breath and meditate. It's just not about a feeling that you possess inside of yourself. That's good. That's one thing. But having to send your vibration of intent about what it is you're vibrating on and what you want out of your life from out of your vibe, out of your, out of your meditation, you got to send it in 360 degree vibration of intent from your thoughts, your feelings, your passion, your heart, your belly button, your mind, and you'll get goosebumps all over your body. And in the next couple, upcoming days after you start meditating, you'll find things starting to transform and manifest in your life 
like never before. Now, granted, you know, going to the gym, sometimes you go to the gym, some people know how to exercise, and it's uh, some people don't know how to exercise, but we have the good genetics, genetics I'm going to make up to be able to work out and put on, the, put on the weight or lose the weight. So don't get discouraged. Every meditation is different for everybody. As long as you stick with it, I guarantee you, I promise you, within a week to two weeks, you'll start seeing changes in your life. We also talk about eliminating health, health associated health problems, the chakras, personality traits, positive aspects associated with problems. Talk, I'll throw a few children's stories in there, Fred, Fred and Barney, not children's stories, but I say they're children's stories because I'm trying to get them published as uh, children's short stories, short stories on a Christian basis. They're really good and it's very enlightening at the end, it makes you think and self-sense your ability to believe in yourself and not allow people to plant seeds in your head. Step two is the power of natural breathing. Yeah. How oxygen is transferred to the respiratory system? You know, it's something we're born with every day. I mean, we're something we're born with every day. <laughs> we're something we're born with. <laughs> but it's something where we breathe naturally when we're born, but we do condition, multiple, condi- multiple generational conditioning. It's conditioned out of our livelihood. So instead of breathing natural, we start breathing normal. And, you know, it's something we do. Our body, you know, it's, we, 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 we try to learn everything we can about everything else around us, but we forget to learn about what's inside of us that makes us healthy, that makes us whole, that makes us the person we are. And the more we, uh, no, the more we understand about how oxygen is transferred through the body, we'll start understanding how easy it is for us to maintain a healthy, productive lifestyle. And we'll also see how unhealthy breathing can be to our, to, our, to our existence, to our livelihood, to our shortcomings. You'll see how we're conditioned by our personalities, our behavioral traits. Once you self-sense the oxygen, the, the direction it takes, once you see what, to, how, what type of breathing you are, you're breathing, you'll see the type of personality you have, and it starts to help you, you know, harness in that, that breathing and control it through deep breathing and focus on the, the, desert, the, the outcome of what it is you're, you're making a decision about. Um, it talks about the three stages of breathing, the harmful effects of bad breathing. It's unhealthy breathing habits from multi-generational conditioning, like I just spoke up before. Uh, let me give you an example. How your parents, how your, grandpa- how your parents saw your grandparents um, um, have conflict, positive conflict resolution, uh, bills, politics, government, uh, family issues. How do we see them handle life? There's a, strong, strong, there's a big chance that they're going to handle life the same way. And the way you see your parents handle life... Um, um, tragedies and expectations, happiness and, and joyful moments, there's a good chance you're going to respond to your life's experiences the same way. And a lot of it is conditioned through breathing. There's, there's 10 different types of breathing that we use. Like if you're breathing into that's unconducive to the harmonious function, harmonious function of breathing. If you're breathing really short, but your brain and your body's not getting the right amount of oxygen to it. And we're conditioned through our breathing habits that develop our personality. And once you understand how to self-sense your breathing, you're going to be able to harness and channel the direction of the outcome of what you want and the, and the expected outcome of the decision you're making, a business plan, to be a better parent, to be a better husband, to be a better wife. It's amazing when you start seeing the quantum sum of the molecular debris and gaseous waste products that get trapped in our body over a period of time. Before I get any further, I can go and talk that all day. Let me go through and finish talking about the contents. Mom. We talk about Carl Jung's four stages of human development. We talk about reconditioning unhealthy breathing through self-sensing. Personal accomplishments through healthier breathing. Then we're a summary. Step three, we speak of the theory of being, uh, the, the theory of setting and accomplishing goals again and again by developing the total person. What good is developing, what, what good is accomplishing a goal and obtaining a goal if you're going to lose it due to low, mor- low morals, lack of integrity, low character? 
Right now is a perfect time in society in our history. Things are changing exponentially as far as the me movement. You know, look at all these successful men out there who worked so hard to develop the success that they have only to lose it because of bad morals, ethics, and character. Because they want to fulfill something from a woman, you know, lay down with a woman or try to pr proposition a woman for, for reasons for instant gratification. That's and disrespecting their self and disrespecting the woman. Now, they've, now they're a, a laughing stock and they're losing everything they've worked their whole life for. Either they forgot to respect women or they never got taught how to respect women or they never, do, got, or never realized that, you know, I need to develop a total person before I start accomplishing any goals because, by gosh, if I'm going to put this much time and effort into it, I'm not going to lose it by just trying to sleep with a woman just one time. That's ridiculous. And that could be just not with women. It could be with your having being a good parent, being good to your children, having public conflict resolution with your kids, giving them the proper suggestion and advice that they need to help with their life, and not having a good total moral base and a good foundation. How can you do that? So we speak, speak about speak about developing the total person. We talk about ten steps for goal planning. Gives you a list of 10 goals of why you want your goal. What's your anticipated outcome? What are the things that have held you back in the past? We talk about seven addictions for perpetual success, which is an emotional feeling that you have to have inside yourself and applies the 10 steps for goal planning inter interacting with one another. A lot of times, well, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers and all they talk about is the words about motivation. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to set your goals. You got to push yourself. You got to desire. You got to sacrifice. You got to do this and you do that. Yeah, that's great. But now I got all this energy inside of me wondering, well, what do I do with all this energy? What am I, I, I got something, you make me feel real good, I got something, what oh, I, I got to do something now, I got to go, I got to go, I'm going to rule the world, pinky. <laughs> but that's all you have is this energy and this thought to do good, but how do you apply that, that feeling into your life? How do you, ap the application, I teach you how to do that. By seven addictions for perpetual success, by the ten steps of goal planning, and the rest of the five steps in this book, you got to have action behind, the, behind those feelings. Once you have action behind those feelings, well, where do the action come from? Well, they sit down, you put it on paper. Because once you put things on paper, you remember them 90% more, and you remember to act on them 70% more. So what is desire? Well, desire, I'm, I'm going to get a little ahead of myself because I'm getting excited because that's just how much these five steps get me excited. They'll start getting you excited too. But if you have commitment, what's commitment? It's committing to the goals that you've written down. Having a desire to fulfill those goals. What's, what's the desire? Desire is something you would kill or die for. You would kill somebody to stop you from doing it and you would die protecting it. Those are the types of things that you need to remember. It's just not the words that make you motivated. It's the actions that go behind the words. We also talk about the six mistakes of man. We talk about how to model for success. Less effort, more energy. Because we know that effort is a subject of wasted movement, of other reactions being enacted besides the intended one. If you're not going to go down, if you're in a race, you're not going down there with your arms and legs flaring all over the place and go zigzag and switch back and across the lanes, in and out of traffic, and finally get to your destination, think it, you know, everything you're, you're in last place. You want to be straight as an arrow, sharp as a laser. And that's how the, the more energy does that instead of leaving you know, more effort, more energy. And it teaches how to do that, waste of, no waste of time. Talk about confidence through repetition in step three. We talk about finding the time to pursue your goals. A lot of times I, I, I get off work and I, I work a 10, 12-hour day and I come home, I got to work out and go to the gym because that's important too, you know, having that stress release. Then I come home, it's like 10, 30 at night. I don't have time. Well, I don't have time. But when you actually put, think about it, if you're out there playing video games and watching TV and arguing with your girlfriend or wife or your husband or spouse or kids or, and drinking alcohol and doing drugs and doing something that, there's this, that goes totally against your goals, achieving your goals, you're not pursuing, you're not applying your time effectively. 
I teach you that I give you an example of how many hours you put in on a weekday, and I don't care if you're a parent, homework, you, you, you shovel your, lawn, your your sidewalks and driveways in the winter, or you sh or mow your lawns in the summer. I put in a, a fifty hour, fifty to sixty hour work week of things you need to do. By the end of the month, I show you have fifty six hours left in a month to do the things that you need to get done necessary to do a hobby or a goal. So I talk about drive, inspiration, conviction, positive laws of attraction through a vibration of intent. Definition of quantum sums and molecular of quantum for definitions for quantum and molecular. Talk about memes. Um, talks about how memes throughout any culture and society has a way of the vibration from the memes sets the dialogue for the for the for the, for the, the, the evolution and growth of that particular culture or tribe or city or village or town. When you've gotten to a certain point in this book, you're starting. You're going to see. You're going to be so motivated. You're going to have such an idea that oh, this is what I want to do. I have an idea of my goal planning, my seven addictions for perpetual success, 10 steps to goal planning. I know how to breathe better. I have, a, I've developed a total person. I'm meditating on what I want to get done in life. You're going to want to start doing things different. So I've provided a business plan. A business plan is going to show you the licensing, social engineering, um, the LLC, the S Corp, you know, um, limited liability, any, anything that you want to accomplish, I give you the business plan and outline to start your own business. So you can have a better outline, a better outline instead of having to go do the legwork yourself. Step four talks about integrating your purpose of spirit into your purpose of being. We talk about purpose of spirit. Spirit, before you came here on this life journey, you decided you made the choice to serve some type of purpose on this earth. Not only for an individual spirit to evolve, but also to help your fellow human. Not human, I say person. I say human because man is this it's not man, there's more than just men out there. There's women too. To be to fill your to fill your purpose. I talk about the purpose of being. And Selfless giving and humanitarianism and reincarnation. You know, in order to fulfill your purpose of spirit, you know, you it's it only it's, God doesn't want you to live for Him. God wants you to live like Him. So God doesn't want what you're going to give Him. He wants what you give Him by showing what you do for God is by by doing for others. God has enough of everything you're trying to live to give to Him by living for God. You live for God, live for God, live for God. No, God wants you to live like God. That's why He made us in His form, like Him, to be like Him, not for Him. Because if it was for him, everything would be going to waste. And God already has plenty. God has a plethora of everything that we want to give God. He has. What, we, what God wants for us to give to our fellow people that we come in contact with in our life space. So I talk about how we can do that. I talk about selfless giving, being a humanitarian, humanitarian, uh, reincarnation, seeing the beauty in all things. Is the grass greener on the other side of the fence, or is it? We... We take a lot of our afflictions and transgression as a disease. And when we think our life is really good or we think our life is really bad, we want to move on somewhere else to a place where the grass is greener and the picket fence are wider and the trees are, are more shady and everything just more, more great, great, wonderful. Well, it's not. Until you eliminate the disease and the, the, the idea in your mind that well, life, I'm, I'm, my life is so good, I need to go and do something else because I'm entitled to it. Or, oh, my life is so bad, I gotta go and find it. No, no, wherever you go, you're gonna drag it behind you. Like harnesses on a horse, if you've seen a horse break away from a, from a carriage or its, or its rider on a wagon, it's got those harnesses dragged behind it, that's, that's what it's like, but heavier. And you're dragging it with you everywhere you go, every day. And everywhere you go, you're just gouging the earth, just great big, great big furrows everywhere you go, destroying the land everywhere you go. And you take that with you to every green, green pasture, and that green pasture becomes yellow, green, yellow, dark, and weedy, and dry, and, and lifeless because of you, because you brought everything with you. Until you take accountability for the things you've done in your life and the mistakes you've made, you're never going to be able to move on to a greener pasture. 
a greener, a greener side of the fence. Take care of your own yard. Take care of your own house. Clean your house. Clean your yard. You'd maintain that, and the rest of your life will be take, take, take care of itself. You take care of today, tomorrow takes care of itself. You can't be worried about what happened yesterday. Because after it's over, you can't control. You are not a god. You cannot take, take back time and just like that. That Superman movie where you, where Superman Lois Lane was cracked, trapped in the car and there crack in the car, and he was he wanted to love he loved her. He was so in love with her. And he cared about her so much. He ran in the opposite direction of the force of the, of the of the planet to take back time to save her. You can't do that. You can't worry about what you did ten years ago or twelve years ago or fifteen years ago. The only thing you have control over is today, right now. If you take care of right now, today, tomorrow will take care of itself. I promise you. So if you do everything you can today, it's done. I have no self. I have no worry about what I didn't do. When tomorrow comes, you plan everything today for tomorrow. So when tomorrow, you just have to take care of tomorrow. Remember that. You need to re- reinventing your true self. You know, stepping out of the river. I talked about stepping out of the river twice. Can you step out of the river? Can you step in the same river twice? I don't know. Can you? Talk about personal genius. Living in the moment compared to living for the moment. When you're living in the moment, you're, when you're living, let me say, when you're living for the moment, you're always thinking, oh, what I didn't do, oh, geez, what I got to do right now. You're at a birthday party, you're at a wedding, you're at a reception, you're at the gym, uh, you're at work, you're doing anything you know, meaningful with your kids, and you're always, you're always thinking, about, oh, geez, what I didn't get to work, what didn't I get done at work today? Oh, my God, oh, what I got to do for dinner tonight? Oh, my God, what did I do that? What did I got to do this? Oh, my God, I got to do this. Oh, my God, what did I do yesterday? You're, you're, not, you're, living, you're living for the moment. You're not living in the moment. And so you're always talking about what I need to be doing next instead of do, focusing on what you're doing now. When you focus on what you're doing now by living in the moment, you are part of the universe. Time stops. Man created time. The universe doesn't go on time. It exists. And when you stop living in time and living for the moment and live in the moment, you'll notice the temperature. you know, notice it's cooler, hotter. You'll hear sounds and voices and feelings that you've never even noticed before. And I guarantee you, when you do that and you stop and feel everything, you look at all the colors around you and look at the faces and the emotions and you feel the emotions that you're feeling and you're, 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 you're receiving, I guarantee you that... You'll remember that 5, 10 years, 15 years down the road. But I guarantee you this, if you just live for the moment, you look back on that birthday or that reception, you're like, I, I, can't, I can't remember who was there. What happened there? I, I can't remember. I, oh, dang it. But when you live in it, you own it. We talk about reinventing your economic social class. You know? Everybody wants to have everything more and more and more, but they get them credit and this credit and this credit and that, and they, they don't find it, they budget their finances effectively. So you're lost without a lot of things that you want in life. What I'm gonna what I'm gonna do before I, I go on any further, I have an introduction, but we're gonna do that for the next podcast. We're gonna cut it short. But what I like to share with you is a letter that I wrote to myself. Now I'm gonna admit to you, ladies and gentlemen, my name is John Bankhead, and I've dragged myself through the dregs of the underbelly of society. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death so many times, I have real estate there. I have a beach house, I have a cabin, and I have a cottage. And I have one in hell, and I have another beach house in hell. I know there's no water in hell, but there's a fire and brimstone that rolls up on the beach. (laughs) It's it's not a very lovely place. (laughs) I have dragged myself through crap so many times that I never thought I would overcome my addictions. I've had addictions, afflictions, and shortcomings. I used to play professional football in, in Canada and arena football with Arizona Rattlers, Memphis Pharaohs. We won the world championship. I was on the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They won the world champ, the Grey Cup, the year before I was there. Uh, the year, yeah, before I was there. And um, I've had wonderful accomplishments. I have wonderful kids. I've had wonderful relationships. You know, I wasn't I wasn't in a bad relationship. 
I was bad for the relationship. You know, life doesn't bring me problems. I brought problems to life. Clearly, I mean, I brought them to life and they brought themselves to life. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I get choked up because I, I think about how bad of a person I was to myself. And how bad of a person I was to the people that came into my life. Meaningful relationships I lost. I lost families and friends. I had nobody. I've lived out of my, I, live, I was living out of my car for a year and a half. In and out of incarceration, in and out of jail. Always losing jobs. I never believed in myself because I was always full of addictions because I was holding on to some things that happened to me when I was a young boy. Like a lot of people do, a lot of bad things happen to good people. And it's hard when you don't get the professional help that you need to deal with them. You don't know how to deal with them. Well, you're a grown man, John. You should be able to get through it now. You know, that's why there's certain things you don't do to people because once you take something from somebody that you can never replace, it's hard to replace it with the, with the confidence you need within yourself without having a professional understanding of why things happen the way they do. But when you accept your failures and you accept mistakes and you accept that you know things happen to you that you had no control over, when you accept that, I guarantee you a burden of pain, a burden of pain, guilt, frustration, embarrassment will come off you like water evaporating off of a wet sidewalk. It will release yourself from the chains and the burden. You relinquish the power, and that's when things will come into your life. Not things. People, places, sights, sounds, smells, they were always in front of you. You were always walking through them, but you were so caught up in the things that happened to you bad, the things that you failed, you never noticed them, but they're there. They're always there. And people are always afraid of admitting that they were wrong. Yeah, I had a bad relationship. Yeah, I had a bad marriage. Yeah, I've been divorced three times. Yeah, I have kids that don't want anything to do with me. Yeah, I've lost a job. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yes, 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 yes. But you know what? When you never say, well, it's never my fault. It was always her fault or his fault or their fault. Those people are always going to be at faulting other people. They're never going to take accountability. They're never going to grow. They're never going to move from where they're at into something better, a better life. They're going to die being miserable, thinking they're the happiest people in the world because they're not. They're the happiest people in the world because they carry no burden, no guilt, no shame. Because they're always blaming somebody else. But once you take that step and say, okay, yeah, I own it. That's my, yeah, that's my mistake. What, 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 what about, yeah, that's me. What, you going to beat me up? What, you going to throw me in jail? You going to find me? No, nobody can find you or beat you up for admitting you're, you're wrong. When you people, when people, you meet people in your life and they start judging you because you're false, those are the people that you need to let go. Those are the people you need to walk away from and wave, don't even wave goodbye, just walk away. Because you don't need those people because those people aren't there to help you. They're there to help you. They're not part of the problem, the solution. They're part of the problem. you got to realize that. And there's people out there who will look at you and say, wow, he's admitting his faults. Those are the type of people I want to be around because if I can hang around people who can admit their faults, then they're sending a vibration of intent out to the universe that I want to be a part of. Collective people hang around collective people. Doctors hang around doctors. Lawyers hang around lawyers. Athletes hang around athletes. Good, healthy moms hang around good, healthy moms. People who have failures. Failures make you who you are. Success is just the destination. Failures is the journey. Get your failures. My failure is, my, my life is a great, big, huge, failing success. My failures is what makes me who I am. It's not my success. My success is just a little, a tiny piece of the great big puzzle. Success is just like you have a great big 12 by 12 painting in a frame, and you have a little tiny dot of the color of the paint on that on the canvas. That's my success. Then you back up and you look at the whole 12 by 12 frame picture. Those are my failures. Those are my failures. Those are what makes me who I am. That's who created me, the person I am. Those people, my failures make me disciplined. They make me committed. They give me desire. They make me sacrifice. They make me realize the person I am. If I just was just given success all the time, I wouldn't appreciate it. It's like people who inherit mama's money. You know, you've heard of those millionaires who they win the lottery. They won $500 million. 
Seven years later, they're retired. They're broke. They're broke ass with no money, nothing to show for it. Because they don't appreciate it. They never work, They didn't work hard for it. When you're just giving something successful, you're giving something good, you overlook the value of it. It has no value to you. You're just expatiating everything in your life with it. I get a little passionate. Yeah. But I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. <laughs> Before I go today, I want to... You know, it's just an outline of what is expected, you know, what we can talk about. And, I mean, if I can come from where I've been, I've been to places that would make some people cringe. And I'm I'm not proud of it, but I own it. I'm not doing those lives, so I'm not living that life anymore. I'm sitting here with a podcast, trying to become a published author, trying to become, working on, not trying, because tryers fail. Tryers like, I tried my best. I'll try harder next time. Yeah, you try, try, try. You're trying to fail. Tryers are delusional. They sleep in the crosshairs of delusion. Making themselves an easy target for failure. So I'm not trying to be anything. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing to become a motivational speaker and a podcast host. So before I go, I want to read you this letter. And it goes like this. This is a letter I wrote when I was incarcerated quite a few years ago. I don't go to jail anymore. I'm not that person at all. And if you knew me, you'd think, I want to be more, more like that guy, more around him. Because the person I am today, I had no idea was inside of me. And if there's a person inside of you that you're, if they're per, your person right now, outside of you, that you're being, but you want to be something better, stay with me on these episodes. It's going to take a few weeks. It's going to take a few months. I'm not kidding. But, you know, you ride along with me, and you'll be like, you're going to ride along with a little, you know, little, little look on your face, and you, it's going to be a smirk, and, and that smirk is going to turn into a smile, and next thing you know, you'll be laughing and bouncing out of your seat because your life is going to change exponentially. This is what I call letter to self. Pay close attention. Take stock of where your life has been, where it is now. Where would you like to see your life up into your last dying breath? Put ego and pride aside. Stop and think about what really makes you happy. Do you even know? Try and find out before you leap into the next part of reinventing your life. When all else fails, listen to your instincts, not your born intuition because neither will ever lead you astray. Thoughts of failure or ever giving up will never be an option. Never allow the chaos from past incidents of emotional, physical, or mental trauma rule your destiny, scaring you into believing you don't deserve the best. When you do what you're afraid of, you're alive. But when you're afraid to do what scares you, you're dead. When you find yourself facing fear, courage materializes from its resting place, from within. Live through your courage, even when you know you're licked, before you begin and see it through, no matter what. Nurturing common sense, faith, Belief in your abilities, without a doubt, there's nothing you won't or can't do to bring into your life all the, all the success, peace of mind you desire. Never allow anyone, no matter who it is, to influence you away from what you feel is right, true and honest. Don't allow those who doubt you to get into your head. Those kind of people will always be around, so it will be up to you to determine to what and to whom you should listen. Carefully weed out people who aren't for you. You know them because they won't be able to hide their true colors for very long. Show them a smile. Show them to the door and throw them a wave. Follow your heart on your path for discovering your truest self, peace of mind, and your dreams. Go forth, be happy, and strive to be the person you knew you should be. Love you, John Bankhead. My name is John Bankhead. I hope to hear. I hope you guys listen to my podcast more and more. If you have any comments, there's a, a message box. You can send some messages. If you'd like to call me and talk to me about anything that, you need, that you're going through. That's my job. That's what I'm here for. It's 385-383-5052. John Bankhead, J-O-H-N-B-A-N-K-H-E-A-D-139 at gmail.com. 
Thank you very much. You guys go out and have a great day.